Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in shareyourstories.online. And today, I'd like to introduce you to Charmaine Hammond, who is a speaker, a best-selling author, and an expert in conflict resolution. Charmaine joins us today from Vancouver, although she's vacationing in Burlington. So I was going to say Burlington and got myself all tongue-tied there. Um, and I'd like to welcome her to shareyourstories.online. Oh, thanks. Great to be here with you today. You know, one of the wonderful things about, uh, you know, when we do these platforms is we can be anywhere in the world and share. So thank you so much for joining us while you're on your holidays. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's always great to work with you. We've had the chance to do an interview in past and I'm always a yes with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, I'd like you to share a little bit with our viewing and listening audience about how you're an expert in conflict resolution, because, you know, uh, in today's day and age, we seem to be hearing lots of no's um, from the people that we're working with because everybody's just so stressed out. So mm -hmm. give us an idea as to some of the things that we might be able to do if we find ourselves in a situation where we're in a, you know, a conflict. How do we deal with it? Well, I've been working in the area of conflict for a long time. I was a correctional officer, then went back to school and got a master's in conflict analysis and management. And through the process of being a mediator for about 10 years, I really discovered that for most of us, conflict is uncomfortable. It's something we would rather avoid. And, you know, there's many reasons for that. We don't want to hurt someone's feelings. We don't want to make the situation worse. We don't know how to start the conversation. So a couple of tips I'll give you right off the bat is that we need to prepare for conflict. We need to prepare in advance the conversation, what we want to say, how we want a conversation has a chance of being respectful, on target, and solution focused. And the second one I'm going to give you right off the bat is that this is not my quote. This is a quote by Judge Esty, who said, conflict is not like wine. It doesn't get better with age. <laughs> so it means so we've got to do. <laughs> Isn't that great? It is I wish great. I thought of that. But it reminds us that we have to deal with conflict as it arises instead of waiting because things will typically get worse if we avoid it. Very true. And you know, one of the things that you also do, um, because you and I have had a wonderful conversation quite some months ago, is about trying to attract sponsors into our business, mm -hmm. which tend to leads to conflict because we hate to hear yeah. no, you know, no, I'm not interested exactly. or no, I'm not ready. So, you yeah. know, what, what are some of the ways in which, especially in today's day and age, when we're all trying to be collaborative and we're trying to connect, you know, what would you recommend to folks who are trying to attract sponsors into their network? Because whether we're doing podcasts or, you know, we're coaches or we're authors, how do we make those connections with folks who may be interested in giving us a little leg up? Mm. One of the primary um, foundations is building a relationship. It's super important for us to build a relationship with our collaboration partners, with our sponsors. That relationship can help you navigate sponsorship and collaboration so much more effectively. Where we run into a lot of challenges is when people just go and make an ask, um, a request for money or some other kind of sponsorship without ever understanding the brand, what they need, what matters to them, or without having a relationship. So when you can really research that company, find out what the priorities are, what their values are, who their audience is, what matters to them, 
and then build a relationship. What I often see happen is a co-created collaboration. And those are definitely the best kinds. Yeah, those for sure are win-win, right? And I mean, yes, and, exactly. and to your point, you know, I'm sure that you, like all of us, are getting uh, requests, whether they're friend requests on Facebook or whether they're mm -hmm. requests on LinkedIn. And uh, I, I, there's nothing that's more sort of off-putting, I think, is when someone sends us a friend request and then right away they say, oh, and by the way, um, yeah. you know, would you like to uh, buy this or would you, and I think, geez, Louise, you don't know anything about me or you don't know anything about what I do. And yet right exactly. off the bat, you know, they kind of clobber you with an opportunity to make a sale. So I think yes. that's a really good point and a really valid point that we need to kind of build some sort of a rapport with folks yes. before we make the ask, right? Absolutely. And that relationship, I mean, a lot of times when we're planning an event or a project, things go sideways. Yeah. yeah, I can think of times when people are planning an event and they anticipated having hundreds and hundreds of people there, but hundreds and hundreds of people weren't going to show up. So when you have that relationship with your collaboration partners and sponsors, it allows you to work together with them to handle changes, challenges that crop up because they always do. Yeah. And when there's a relationship in place, they get to be part of the solution instead of being told about a problem after the fact. Oh, that's a really wonderful point because, you know, if we can get people on board to find solutions, because you're absolutely right, there, there are challenges that's bound to happen. The best laid plans kind of, you know, something will pop up at the last minute and you have to yeah. think, think quickly on your feet. So, yes. you know, one of the other things that we're certainly seeing, and you can certainly appreciate this, is that the new tag or buzzword is that books are our new business card. And we're finding that, you know, more and more folks are, are gaining the self-confidence to actually take that leap of faith and put pen to paper or click away on the keyboard and create a book. Now, mm -hmm. as a best-selling author, tell us a little bit about your experience in perhaps that first book that you wrote or maybe the last book that you wrote. It, has there been any differences in terms of, you know, getting that confidence to put pen to paper? Mm, I'm, I'm finding right now, actually, I'm really inspired to write. Cool. <laughs> so, um, and, and now as an author, I mean, people are consuming written content. Um, the, the sales of eBooks and print books are on the rise. So for those people that are thinking about being an author, this is a great time to get into it. And for those people that are already an author, this is a great opportunity to be rethinking your marketing plan and how you can create collaborations with other people to help get your book message out into the world. And that's been, when I think of the book launches that I've done over the last number of years, I've been an author for 11 years now, the best launch events, the best marketing materials that I've ever created happen to be in partnership with other people. So there's so, you know, you're hearing the theme of collaboration coming up in today's conversation. And, mm -hmm. and now is a perfect time to be looking at who can I partner with to get my book message out there. Otherwise, it's really, really hard work to market a book. It is for sure. Tell us a little bit about, so you're a best-selling author, and I know you have more than one publication. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about the story that you loved writing the best. Oh my gosh. Each story that I've ever written, I would say that's 
that I written was my book on germs, which was actually my first book and uh, written in 2009, published in 2010. And it's a story about my dog, Toby, who really taught me how to be a better person, taught me how to bring more play into my life and essentially taught me not to be a perfectionist, to kind of let go and relax into life and business a little bit. And, and that particular book on Toby's terms led into two a children's books. And I have my third children's book coming out this fall. Oh, isn't that fantastic? Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. You know, to your point about our pets, um, I dedicated my first book to my Scottish Terrier, Maxine, um, uh, because that particular book is all about uh, change and transformation and 12 personal tools. And she really was my lifeline, uh, to be quite Uh honest, at a time in my life when I was feeling certainly very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So when you make the transition from writing about something that's very near and dear to your heart, like a pet, and you transition into children's books how is the how is the methodology and the thinking different because you know children are very um, they're like a little sponge you know they mm-hmm. take up all of that information but we need to communicate them to them a little bit differently than we do to the adult population so, so how does that work for you well the one cool thing for me is I carried on the story about Toby but in children's books so my two ch- and soon to be third book is uh, for children based on Toby. So uh, that made things uh, in my case a little easier because I kept stories going, but I'll tell you writing a children's book was way more difficult than (laughs) writing a 200 page uh, memoir. I bet. Yeah. (laughs) What I learned is that, you know, I was trying to tell the story in shorter sentences and, um, my publisher actually said, that's not how you write a children's book. So you've got to think completely different. And I, exactly. And I was so blessed to have an amazing illustrator, Roseanne Prevac, who happens to be my best friend since we were in elementary school. And so she so beautifully showed the story through her illustrations that it allowed me to actually show the story and tell it less. So that really helped me bring my word count down and, and actually show some really poignant parts of the story in picture form versus word form. And that, but that was a real challenge for me to learn how to do that. Oh, I would think for sure, because, you know, as we say, the language that we use with children is so different. And yes. I love how you've referenced the pictures because, you know, we, we, we seem to get messages very quickly from the images that we see. And so that's a great way to communicate, not only with a younger population, but an adult population too. So, Mm -hmm. and congratulations to you on having a wonderful collaboration and friendship with your illustrator. (laughs) It's perfect. And and she just finished illustrating the third book. I got the illustrations back and they're just incredibly beautiful and and super excited to launch that one in the fall. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, we'll definitely uh, have you back on the show, actually, when you Thank do you. The, the third book launch. Why not? And we'll talk specifically about <laughs> how that goes for you, because, you know, we're all interested in success stories. You know, I find that each guest has something inspirational that they share. Mm-hmm. And whether we're watching the actual live interview or we're listening to the audio podcast, you know, there's always something that people will send me a message back and say, that was really a great idea. I hadn't thought about that perspective. So thank you for sharing those things with us today. My pleasure. 
one of the things that we do in the guest blog is that I ask folks to share three words of advice. And some folks say, you know, are these my three words for my younger self or for my older <laughs> self? Or are they for someone else? And I say, you know what, whatever words speak to you are the ones you should share. And yours mm. are collaborate, which we've talked a lot about today. Uh, communicate. And I absolutely love your third one, which is be kind. So tell yes. us a little bit about why those words are also important for you, Charmaine. Well, collaboration is so important because, mm -hmm. and, you know, anything that we take on and, and we're taking it on ourselves, we can lose our motivation. It's, it can be hard work. So mm -hmm. I really believe in collaboration and connecting and communicating is just fundamental to having strong relationships, to reducing unnecessary conflict, being able to um, effectively work through those tough conversations that we have in life, business and family. And then being kind, I, you know, this last year and a half is, has been a wonderful opportunity to see how our communities wrestle with being, you know, physically disconnected and having to build relationships online. And the one thing that I've noticed is that I've seen some beautiful acts of kindness uh, coming from adults and from children. And I know that when we show up in our best version of ourselves and with that element of kindness, you can actually have a huge impact on someone's life. We never know what their last five minutes were like. And I've had those times where I've been having a rough day and somebody just smiles. I had a little, <laughs> I was having a rough day one day. It was one of those technology days where nothing oh, yes. was working. <laughs> and I decided I just need to go walk the dog because I need to get away from my computer. And I took the dog out for a walk and this little boy in the neighborhood, who, by the way, I've never seen before, never seen him. And he walks up to me and he said, well, good morning. He's about seven years old. He says, good morning. And I said, good morning. And instantly. All the computer problems are gone. I'm just smiling at this little guy and his sister. And then he said to me, he said, you have the brightest pink lipstick on that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'm going to take it as one. Take it as one, yeah. <laughs> and I thanked him and he made me laugh. I mean, it just, it brought me out of a stressful moment. A couple of days later, I'm walking a dog again. And who do I see? This little guy who I've never met before other than the last time. And he said, hey where's that pink lipstick? You don't have it on today. So what I learned from this little guy was be kind, show up and be present. You know, that was a great example of someone being present in the moment. He was noticing things about people. And so I'm going to use his little tip that he gave me, be kind, be present. Oh, that's wonderful. And you know, if I would like to um, return in kind and say thank you so much for spending some time with us. You've given us some really great tips and some things to really think about. And I think what a wonderful way for us to end our conversation today then with your wonderful story and for us to kind of take, the, take that message and be kind to somebody that we may meet today. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Charmaine. And to our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us in this episode of Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. And if you'd like to share your business story, please visit us on shareyourstories.online. And we certainly hope that Charmaine's information that she shared today was inspirational to you in some way. Thank you so much for joining us.